And so we will ask the question this way. Is the Father God? Yes, he is God. The Son, Jesus Christ, is he God? He's God. Is the Holy Spirit God? How many gods? One God. Is the Father the Son? No. Is the Son the Spirit? No. How many gods? One. That is the mystery of the Holy Trinity. I remember that years ago when I was a mass server, little mass server in Thomas More in Achimota, and Archbishop Palmer Buckle was by then our parish priest, he told us this story, which I never forgot. He told us a story about St. Augustine. And he mentioned that, you know, Augustine was a bishop, very intelligent, one of the most intelligent men the church has ever produced. By the way, he's an African from North Africa, somewhere around Tunisia, Augustine. One of the greatest bishops the church has ever produced, excellent theologian. And the word of, well, the story says that Augustine was pacing along the, the seashore in a very pensive mood. And what was he trying to do? He was trying to understand the blessed trinity. So he was thinking and he was wondering to himself, how is it possible that God can be father and son and the Holy Spirit at the same time, but we don't have three gods, but we, have, we only have one? And he was going up and down and thinking and philosophizing to himself and trying to find a solution. And the legend says that as Augustine was doing this, pacing up and down as I'm doing, he realized that there was a young boy on the seashore and that this boy had made a little hole, you know, with his finger in the, in the sand. You know, the seashore, you can easily dig, you know, a little hole. So he scooped out the little hole and he noticed that the boy took a shell. When you go to the seashore, you see these shells. He took a shell and he will run to the sea and scoop a shell full of water and he will run back and he will pour it into his hole and he will go back and get another scoop of water and he will come back and he'll put it in the hole. And Augustine was observing this young man and he, at a point he was exasperated and he said, oh, young man, what do you think you're doing? And the young man said, well, Bishop Augustine, I am trying to fetch all the water in the sea and put it into my hole. Okay. So Augustine, thinking about what the young man was doing, said, oh, young man, come on. How on earth do you think that you will be able to fetch the water of all the sea and put it into this small hole which you have created with your hand. How on earth is that possible? And the young boy turned to Augustine and said to him, Oh, learned bishop, and how do you think that you can be able to comprehend the whole entire trinity of God and put it in your small brain?
So it must be clear, and of course, we are told that the boy vanished, whether it was an angel or whatever. But it must therefore speak to us that really it is impossible to comprehend who God is. In fact, if we were able to comprehend the fullness of God, he will no longer be God. Because he is infinite in who he is. And that it is impossible for us to fit his fullness into our little mind. However, that said, it is also true that God has willed to reveal himself to us. His will to show himself to us so that we can know him, we can love him, and we can serve him. And in fact, what the three readings that we've read today in church seek to do is to show us a little of what God has revealed to us about himself. So that at least we can understand something about him. And so our first reading is from the book of Proverbs. In fact, it's from Proverbs chapter 8, reading from 22 uh, through 26. But in actual fact, it would be good to read it from 22 all the way through 32 and following to be able to get the, the picture of what he's talking about. And the first reading is actually talking about God the Father, the one who created the world. So who is, who is the Father? He is the creator. That is why when we are reciting the creed, we say, I believe in God the Father, creator of heaven and earth. So God the Father is the one who created the whole world. And that's what the, the reading from Proverbs is trying to tell us. The reading is telling us how God created the world. And the first thing he says is that wisdom says, I was with God when he was creating, before he raised the heavens, before he dug the depths, before he did anything, I was there with him. What is the meaning of that? Before God created, he thought it out intellectually. He planned it. He thought things out. That means that all wisdom and all reasoning even the fact that you can think is from God the Father. You know how these days people are inventing all sorts of things, isn't it? That power to create things, to create a computer, to create a cell phone, all these things come from God who is the original creator of ideas. That's why you are a child of God. Amen. So God is the creator, the one who fashioned the heavens and the earth. If you continue to read from verse 26, 27, he will tell you that I was with him as his handyman. So God thought out the world, but after that, he used his hands as it were, metaphorically, to create all things. If you remember when you read from Genesis chapter 2, it says that when God was creating man, he took clay from the earth and he fashioned it into man and he breathed into him the breath of life and man became a living being. So when you are creating something, number one, you think about it. Number two, you use your hands to do it. That's how God created. And that's who we also are. That's how come we, we think of something 
and then we use our hands to do it, it's all coming from the one who created us. And then number three, God will bless whatever he has created. If you read from verse 32 and following, God will bless that which he has created so that that which he has created will glorify him. The things that we think of and the things that we create with our hands are for the purpose of glorifying the one who created all things, and that is God. Recently, I was reading about a man called Alfred Nobel. Have you heard of something called the Nobel Peace Prize? You've heard about that before. The man who instituted it was a man called Alfred Nobel. He was a chemist. And you know what chemists do? They, they, they produce you know, all kinds of, of things, chemical, medicine, but Alfred Nobel, his speciality, what he used to create, was bombs. Bomb. Bomb. And you see, the story goes that so Alfred Nobel, he became an expert bomb creator. Created all kinds of bombs, the one that can destroy us, you know, easily. And after he had created all these things and he, had, he was very rich, in fact, he had accumulated a wealth of, of money because of his creation, bombs. When he was about to die in his old age, he thought about his life. And he said, what will people remember me for? What have I invested my life doing? The brain that God gave me and the hands that God gave me, what did I use it for? I used it to create bombs. And he decided that if that is the case, all the money that I have accumulated, I'm going to set up a peace prize. So that anybody who works for peace in this world, that person will be rewarded with my money. That is how the Nobel Peace Prize came about. The things that we invest our minds and our hands to do must bring about the glory of God. And if you look at the things that God creates, the heavens and the earth, the sea, the dry land, the trees, the animals, all these things, and especially we that he created, human beings, he created us so that we can glorify him. That is God's purpose. So number one, God the Father is the creator. He created things from, from his mind and his intellect. He created things with his hands. And he created things so that they can glorify him. That's the first thing. And he created us, remember, in his own image and his own likeness. Our second reading is from the letter of Paul to the Romans, Romans chapter 5, reading from verse 1 to 5. And the second reading is talking about who the Son is, Jesus Christ. We've talked about the Father, who the Father is, the one who created. The second reading is talking about who Jesus Christ is, who is Jesus Christ. And he says that it is 
through faith in Jesus Christ, if you believe in Jesus Christ, that you enter into God's gift, which is called grace. So would you Jesus dear? And now ye be a crying mouth, and now ye be a pronoun. So we'll be running and coupon na domino emun. Which means that if you don't have faith in Jesus Christ, the door of grace remains what? Closed to you. So it is Jesus who brings us into God's grace. And he says that not only that, that happens so that even though we suffer, our sufferings will bring us endurance. That our endurance will produce patience. Our patience will produce hope. And that hope is not useless because the love of God has been poured into our hearts. Amen. Amen. So remember that Jesus Christ is the one who gives you grace. He's the one who makes you a son of God. He's the one who makes you favored before God. It is because Jesus died for you that you have grace. And so the second thing is that we must have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Every Christian, everyone, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, there is something that is missing. You are not in the grace of God. The love of God is not in you. That's our second point. But number one, we are children of the creator. Number two, we are saved by grace. And that grace comes from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, the one who died on the cross for our salvation. Number three, our gospel reading is telling us about the Holy Spirit. And what does he say? He says that the Spirit of God who will come will lead us into the fullness of truth. The work of the Spirit is to teach us, to lead us, into the fullness of truth and to remind us of the things that Jesus has taught us and what Jesus has taught us fundamentally is to love one another the commandment that Jesus gave us love one another as I have loved you the work of the spirit is to remind us of that commandment and that's why John says in John chapter 16 that the spirit will not teach us anything new he will take that which is mine and he will give it to you. And what is that which belongs to, to, to God? It is the spirit of love. He will teach us how to love one another. Well, beloved, this is what we are celebrating today. We are